Welcome in today. It's Lacey, Michelle, and Elizabeth. We know you love when all three of us crazies are in the same room. We have an important announcement for you today. We're excited that you're here with us. Enjoy this episode and cheers to Honey Hush. Welcome to Honey Hush, the podcast for up and coming and established leaders alike. Every week we discuss how to win influence with one simple strategy, kindness. Whether you are a successful entrepreneur or still in the dream phase, Honey Hush is for you. Now here are your hive hostesses, three Southern businesswomen who know a thing or two about using honey to attract the bees, Lacey, Michelle, and Elizabeth. Welcome back in today to Honey Hush. You are a lucky duck because you have all three of us together, which doesn't happen often, but we are so excited to sit down together and share with you today. And a little announcement is that, I know, drum roll, that we are wrapping Honey Hush today with this episode of the three of us. This has been such an incredible journey and series. And these are three women who knew nothing about a podcast or a microphone or how to record and we've learned so much over the last year. And I think in the way of not just technical um, skills, but also content and learning from each other and just getting to know each other's hearts and getting most importantly, so much incredible feedback from this community and from our listeners. And so we are really excited to just give you some of our favorite takeaways today and wrap with this one. And really, I think more than anything, feel super fortunate to have had all of your ears listening over the last year, almost year. And we hope that you've enjoyed it as much as we have. So we have a really, I think, exciting question that we're asking ourselves today, um, hopefully with you in mind. And we're going to answer that for you. And that is this. If you took one thing away from Honey Hush this throughout this entire journey, what would that be? What word would that be? Or what thought would that be? So Michelle, what is that for you today? You are not alone. Okay, that's more than one word. It's a thought. It's, just... it's a thought. It's one hundred percent. You are not alone. Do I need to like expand on that? Absolutely. This would be a really so... short podcast if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> and we're done. Have a great life. <laughs> so I think you're not alone. So something that has been super powerful to me, or any messages that I've gotten, um, and some people, I mean, I do know, or others I don't know. It's that. Thank goodness I am normal. I'm not the only one having that thought. I'm not the only one who is having that mindset, whether um, it be figuring how to do business with somebody else, it be figuring out how to just start, just start all the things, figuring out that you are not alone in this mindset. And when you put that out there and you voice whatever thoughts or fears or excitement and all the things you're having other people will gravitate to that because so many of the majority of the public is not wanting to express those excitement and fears and all the things and the fact that we have done that and been able to I don't know well there was that movement on that there was that movement that me too movement that had nothing to do with what you're saying but it was just the me too of like you're not the only one going through x yeah. And just, the right people are going to gravitate to it. Like you're saying, yes. as we put this out there, or even with the, the 
with each conversations. other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It creates conversation. And when conversation gets started, you are so much more likely to go pull up a chair at the table or invite somebody to sit with you and have a conversation. It is reminding people that when you see something else about somebody, you are recognizing that something about them is super awesome. And even though you might be having that itchy feeling inside of you, like, oh, you really see something awesome about that person. So go ask them how you can apply that to your world. Don't be afraid of that. You are not alone. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that too. Elizabeth. So, okay. So I'm, I'm a little more literal. Okay. So my word is I was looking, I Googled something. So I Googled what is the opposite of fear? And that's been my whole thing. Because I think all of us, like you said at the beginning, was we didn't know about computers, really. We didn't know about microphones. We didn't know about podcasts. She told me to make out with the mic. I I didn't say that. What? Yeah. Production class, Mississippi State Mm -hmm. University, 2009. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Broadcast degree. And so I think one thing that is universal for all of us is if we were to say, okay, in January, let's just back it up even July when we had that first conversation. Mm -hmm. And then January when we got started versus today, we're almost, I guess this is going to air, you know, right near October. October 1st to be exact. Like you weren't even pregnant. Correct. (laughs) You know, (laughs) um, you didn't work for a hospice company. Mm -mm. We had not joined the beauty counter mission. Like there's so many things that didn't occur. I've added another link to my entrepreneurship business, you've become a, a very pregnant. massive, yeah, no, I was going to say massive leader. <laughs> also mainly pregnant. <laughs> you know, in the beauty counter movement, I mean, She's there's like lots of hot a dogs lot has happened over the course of, if you want to say over a year since we started the conversation in July, 10 months since we actually started the podcast and a lot of fear could have been inserted. So the opposite of that. And so my word has been courage slash confidence you know that's two words elizabeth it is and that's (laughs) bothering me because i couldn't decide which one but anyway there's two songs that the lord has been using in my life since is it not apple bottom jeans it's not Mm. i'm so sorry that's um not applicable here (laughs) (laughs) that's what's in my head right now i'm singing it over and over and over and over because did you go um did you go to the t-pain concert oh no, i fell asleep before you even took the stage but i'm telling you my heart was there i was disappointed in myself that i wasn't there yeah so there's this thing in starville called bulldog bash and t-pain was at in starville so that's why we're talking about it like he actually showed up and put on like an amazing concert although us grannies were not there back to what i'm talking about a song all right so in that theme of absence of fear so courage confidence whichever one you want to call it For us sitting in this room, we're all moms. We all have separate jobs. We're wives. Now, that doesn't apply to every single person listening, but I feel like the absence of fear or the insertion of courage does apply to everybody because anybody that's come this far and has listened to us this long, obviously, there's something in your spirit, in your soul, something stern in you that either you're trying to get to or you feel like you're being led towards, but that's going to take an amount of courage or confidence to accomplish so these two songs that the lord keeps putting on my heart one is by um francesca battistelli don't know okay so it's called the breakup song but that's not what i refer to it as it's fear you don't own me i love that song and it talks about fear you're not welcome here like there's no there's no progress in fear there's no movement in fear there's no and like michelle you said on one of the very first episodes was just jump what's the worst thing that could happen you know and literally i have chill bumps right now because I spoke Monday at a marketing class for a bunch of college students and 
the one question or one of the most important questions a girl asked me was, if you could give somebody, like, what is the most valuable advice? And I, like, y'all can imagine, hand slap on the table. I was like, just start. Right. What the heck is going to happen? Because if you don't start, the worst thing that's going to happen is you never started. And you have a lot of regret. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and so I just think that fear, you're not welcomed here. Like in this, in this whole entire, mm-hmm. in the next 10 months or the next year, there's going to be lots of opportunity in the absence of Honey Hush even. There's going to be oppor- opportunity for fear to come in. But I mean, you just have to make this line in the sand that I choose confidence. I choose courage, mm-hmm. you know. And then the uh, second song is by another band. It's called Bethel and it's Raise a Hallelujah. And in Psalms 22, it talks about how the Lord inhabits his praises and where the Lord is, fear can't abide. Right. So, you know, in the moments of being a mom, being an entrepreneur, being a wife, where it's just human to be fearful, it's just human to not want to jump, it's just human to want to stick your head in the sand. I just, I immediately revert back to this song, Raise a Hallelujah, and it says, fear you have no hold on me. And I just sit there and I just sing it because I claim the promise that where the Lord is, he abides and where he is, fear cannot be. He's not in contradiction of himself. And so that's one of the things I would love for all of our listeners, believer or not, Christian or not, doesn't make a difference. You have to make a decision to live in courage and make a decision to live in confidence. And when you've got your pros and your cons list of like, this this is what could go right, this is what could go wrong, what could go wrong never outweighs what could go right. I don't care what's on that what could go wrong list. It never outweighs the what could go right because regret is super, super heavy. And you just you just have to walk in confidence and just say, fear, you, you just you don't have a place here. I love that. And Elizabeth and I were at a conference in May. Mm, I, I think it was April. April. Who yes. really knows? I was pregnant at that time, too. So I have no it idea was April because I was so excited. I loved it. Um, yeah, it was great. And the what you're talking about, you know, fear and, and courage and confidence reminds me of a, a talk we listened to and with just this incredibly wise woman. And she was talking about having a lot of fear previously to her to this time that she was talking on stage and she talked about the word fearless. And, and when you think about the word fearless, that that's, that's a scary word because how do you become fearless? If you're someone who leans toward fear, um, my husband's a six on the Enneagram and he, he, we were just talking last night about, he just worries about things. He just has fear and he wishes he didn't, but he just has some fears around things. It's hardwired. That, yeah. That, that he just, he, he's so working in that. And, and I'm so thankful because it holds me back a lot of the time from making very expensive mistakes. But all that being said, some, for some people, the word fearless doesn't seem possible, mm-hmm. but she broke it down in saying, well, what are things that you could do to make you fear less? And I think that that's so cool that, you know, taking the, the word and breaking it into two, what can give you the confidence to be able to, to just fear less, have less fear around something and let that be a progression towards. Yeah. Cause she was like, you whatever. have to acknowledge it. It's like, if fear's a real thing, it's a real thing. And to be yeah. like, Oh, I'm not scared. And sometimes there's that's a lot. real reasons to be fearful for sure. So I love, I love mm-hmm. that. I love that. And my my word was confidence in a different way, though, which I think is cool. But I also could change it a little bit to be maybe security. So I love that Michelle talked about just the community of this. Like, you're not alone. Mm-hmm. There's someone else is probably feeling the way you're feeling. You're just, Elizabeth, you're just telling people, you know, 
do do the thing and be ha- have courage and be confident in what you're doing and don't let fear paralyze you and hold you back. And so I'm going to be speaking, I think, more to the people who are doing the thing, but they are feeling like they're in combat with maybe people who are not on their team or feeling like they are in conflict and maybe you're in a small town too. Maybe you're just in small business. Maybe, you know, maybe you're just experiencing roadblocks in relationships around business or leadership Girl, or whatever. I'm listening because I'm having a roadblock this morning. <laughs> mm-hmm. The way that I was bringing confidence in today is to just be confident in what you're doing and what your gifts are. And, and if that needs to be security, be so secure in who you are and let someone else be good at what they do. Ooh, that'll preach. And then just, just work in a symbiotic relationship. You know, I will never forget the day that I, I did. We've told this story so many times on the podcast, but I saw Michelle at the pool. And my first thought was, I'm not going to go over there because she doesn't want to be my friend because she's friends with people who don't want to be my friend. And you know what? To this day, how many times has she said that? And do you know that I have never even cared or wondered? I wonder who I was sitting with that day. And I don't remember. That's but the whole thing. I have no idea. But I just remember this deep thought. Ever. I remember how, how marking that was, and I knew it was crazy. It was, it was, it was not anyone else's fault, but mine to be, have that mindset, but that is where I was. And in my head, like you had a biscuit shop. I had a workout studio. They were not, we were not in competition. We were not going to be friends. (laughs) I was not coming to sweat with her. But truly like how much did I miss out on or how much have I missed out on in a friendship with you in the, in that time where I just thought that you, I had all these preconceived ideas, Mm -hmm. how insecure did I have to be to be in that place to think that you wouldn't want to be my friend? I should have been secure and confident enough in my gifts and what I was doing in my small business to be able to come sit by you and say, Hey, you've built an incredible business. What are two things that have made you successful? Will you that share nothing this with to do me? with biscuits. Right. Has nothing to do with the Pilates right. machine studio. Yeah. And so yeah. I would just tell you that if you are, if you're doing something that you love, but you feel like you're coming up against these just conflicts, you really, I think, need we need to check our own insecurities yes. and become really confident in our own gifts and what God has given us the, the ability to do. Mm-hmm. I think that we're all so unique and so different, and we have to be secure in that, and then we have to really support that in someone else and understand that just because Michelle and I are sevens on the Enneagram, we are very different people with very Mm -hmm. different gifts. And we could probably do the same. Actually, we do the same job. We both do work with Beauty Counter. And we were just talking before we hit record today that it looks very different. The way that we do this job is very different. The way Mm -hmm. our styles and our personalities are very different. And so allow someone to be different and gifted and you be different and gifted and sit really confidently and securely in that. And then I think the overall thing with all of these things is just to be respectful. I have to show someone respect and respect their own gifts and abilities, respect my own gifts and abilities. And that just opens up all the avenues to have healthy relationships in business and leadership. And I forget one of you may can remind me where I just learned this. And I really think it was through social media. Someone said you need to Oh, no, I knew exactly who it was. It was my social worker, my co-worker. Social something, not social media, social worker. <laughs> I knew social. the word applied. Yes, yes. So my social worker, Kristen, y'all, she is so amazing. And she said, so we were talking about our Enneagram numbers, and, and I'm explaining to her. She's like, well, okay, tell me about a seven. And I was like, girl, I'm basically explosive. <laughs> like, I'm going to react. I need to be a part of the energy. Atmosphere is like a make or break deal for me. All, all the things. And it's like, but I've also learned like the unhealthy version of that is my reactions, man, have also been just as explosive and just as life changing. And they have caused major 
discomfort and major heartbreak and issues and so many things for me. And she's like, Michelle, you need to respond. You don't need to react. And learning, and I'm sitting here thinking, as you were talking, the conflict that I had on my phone um, through a work situation this morning, I'm like, that's all I need to do. I need to respond. I don't need to react. I don't need to teach this person a lesson. I don't need to do any of these things because are they even going to be re- receptive to it? They don't want to be taught anything today. Love I just need so to respond, much. not Answer react. the question. Don't offer defense. Life-saving That's good. Knowledge. I don't need to put that out there. But that's you respecting that other person. And yes. thus they will respect you because you don't show your behind. I love that so much. I know, which is what mm-hmm. I wanted to do. But don't. I'm so proud we've of you. And we've learned. Well, and that's the thing, like, you know, not only did I not know about what a podcast was before we got started. I mean, literally, my dumb <laughs> self thought, you know, it was, it was a place for pastors to upload their sermons and churches Listen, no, oh, I mean, no. let me tell you if there, if you would like, if you are married and you want to know about a really amazing marriage, I see her laughing. Don't you oh. say that one. <laughs> Don't you say that say one. It. But send me, send me a message on at T Hand Crew on my Instagram. It's and that I, one you can share on a, I can't because kids are me. probably in the car. Just send me a quick message. I will send you an amazing marriage podcast that yes, will be like life changing for you. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. It sounds like I don't have the energy for that podcast. Not yet. In no, you don't. Ways. You do not. <laughs> but I'm going to show you in a minute. Though. But um, I thought podcasts were for, you know, sermons. So not only did I learn about that, but, you know, in that little basement conversation that we had, I learned about Enneagram. I, we'd all known about Myers-Briggs and Disc Profile, and those are great. And No, we did not. I did not know about any of these things until I had conversations with you two people. You didn't even know about Myers-Briggs? Disc? Oh, okay. Well, that's even better. Awesome. But but for me, because I did know about the other ones and I had taken the other ones and then now I was exposed to the Enneagram, I have to say Enneagram for me has been the most self-development option in the quickest form. But then also it's the quickest way to get to know somebody else because mm-hmm. you can tell me all day long you're an ENFJ or whatever. on the, That don't mean nothing to me. Right. You know, but if you say, I'm a six, wing five, I instantly know what that means. I mean, it can only mean so many things. Right. It, it's That's not, super important for a work setting. Yes. Or if you're in close proximity to people. Yes. Who Who is the, the Your Enneagram coach. coach? Okay, on Instagram, at Your Enneagram Coach. We absolutely adore you. That has been the quickest way for me to learn how to respond and interact with the people that I work with and we are in um, we work in hospice and so learning really quickly how to relate and respond and be super effective as a team for those that you are serving and loving on so fiercely that was super important for so many of us to learn Mm-hmm. what we were on the Enneagram it was the fastest way to learn how to respect and respond mm-hmm. and and know that somebody else in being a total jerk, that's just They're how, just a one. That's how they process <laughs> oh, information. Gosh. No, I'm just saying, I mean, but like a one, like they just want the rules. They're yeah. not being a jerk. They just want you to follow the rules. Yeah. Like there's nothing in them trying to be a jerk. Well, just follow the rules. The yeah. One you know, thing I've learned actually in the last two weeks about the Enneagram is that, so I've been really feeling like I'm in an identity crisis because mm-hmm. I am a seven. All mm-hmm. of those memes that come out about like your packing list on, for the Enneagram by number and it'll say a three, you know, that packs this and a five packs this. None of those apply to me. 
Like me I, either. I think, well, if I forget something, I'm just going to go Or the hurricane it. list they did didn't well, apply they, to me. There's a million of them out there. But the I books like they're going to read. Knowing Michelle like and knowing Sevens, like, I feel like so many more of them apply to you than me. Like FOMO and like high energy and life of the party and throwing the party. Like Elizabeth and Michelle both told me it's stage of life the party. for me. Right. But... I have not identified with any of those things. And I'm like, okay, well, I feel like I'm a seven just from like the actual mm-hmm. books and the real resources that really are right, what the Enneagram the is stuff. about. Yeah. So my, my PSA to, for today, if you have come along with the Enneagram through our podcast is to just be very aware of those things and the Enneagram at its core, which I think is why it's been so such a helpful tool for all of us in business and in relationships, is it really you're at, you are defined as far as a number by your core fear, desire, and what's the third thing? There's a third, but just look that up. Head knowledge, heart knowledge, and I can't remember. Well, there's fear, desire. There's several like subtypes and all mm-hmm. these things. But make sure you're not choosing your type based on what you do, what role you play at, at a Thanksgiving dinner, <laughs> because that can be really dangerous. I would totally mm-hmm. identify with another number most of the time, but I know that my core fears and core desires do line up with the seven. So if you're someone who's having an identity crisis, um, be sure to, you can do a couple things. You can really get into the actual Enneagram Institute website and look look through those core fears and desires and um, different subtypes and stuff. And, but you can also, there are like certified Enneagram counselor type mentor people that you can like schedule an appointment with and have conversations with. And so if you, if that interests you, I actually have just come across someone. So you can message me. I can put you in touch. But um, I, th- I think that that's important because I have really been guilty of labeling people or like choosing a number. Even with my husband, I'm like, you're such a six. You're so scared of everything. But I know other sixes who aren't scared of anything, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so it is so funny. That whole fear of missing out and needing to be the life of the party I had on You Sunday. might be late to the party, but I'm not going for any reason ever. <laughs> Please don't invite me to a party. <laughs> no, I think I'm just tired. I you think. are. <laughs> but it can't tired. in my world. So You would be so devastated if I had a party and did not invite you. I'm devastating at a Starbucks gift card. I might say no, but <laughs> that's because you didn't show up to the phone call. <laughs> exactly right. Listen, I will, okay, show, up exactly to, right. I will show up to a phone so call all day long. Friend, Do not make it a party. I had a friend, um, and this was just Sunday, and this friend is sending pictures, and they are on the sidelines at the Dallas Cowboys Stadium. And I said, see, this is my message. Lord, see, that's why I could never go. I would need to be on the sidelines, pregame, good seats, and loving the atmosphere, and knowing that Dak knows Miss Michelle was in the building. Even if I sat in the nosebleeds, I would literally die. I would just rather not be there. And this person... (laughs) Give me all of it or none of it. (laughs) This person was like, you are so crazy, but that is so you. And that is a fact. If I cannot, and part of that comes back to just being totally ruined as a kid growing up. We were talking about Will Clark while ago. So, y'all, I used to get to play. I'll never forget hearing Juan Gonzalez's name being called out at all these baseball games and getting to see Roger Clemens pitch and all these amazing people. And I hated being there as a 14-year-old girl having to sit there in this fancy box suite (laughs) right I would have rather like I did I literally hated it that was not the cool place for a 14 year old to be but I look back and I think that I was constantly around some really cool environments and so for me I would rather be that's my fear missing out I want to be so included in the environment 
and in the event that sitting in the nosebleeds is not good enough for me <laughs> and I really need to wind that down. Hashtag that sad? spoiled. It's not sad at all. It's just who you are. Yes. I had enough history in college algebra classes with Dak that love him so much, sending but all my love to you. less. I want to be on my couch with a bag of popcorn and just yes. cheering for you real hard, sweet friend. So. Well, there's this book that I've been uh, <laughs> listening to, not reading, because right now I just don't have time to read, but I do listen because I'm in my car a lot, and it's called The Road Back to You. Mm-hmm. It's definitely fabulous. It's like you said, if you're in that identity crisis and you're looking for literally what does it look like? It's actual real Instagram content. Yes, mm-hmm. it's called The Road Back to You. And I like listening to it on I would Audible. I only listen to it. Well, he just it's just better to kind of listen to him. And like, because you can read something black and white and kind of get offended. Like, I'm not that way when really you kind of are. But when he says it, he's saying it in an educational sort of like, this is what an eight was like as a child. This is what they're like in a marriage. This is what they're like with their best friend. La, 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 la. And that kind of goes through this whole... Tons of examples. Yeah. And, and so... I, really helpful. Really. Making... Just... I think it's so important that we're getting sound Enneagram advice because it's become so... It's like exploded this year. Like, mm-hmm. everyone's talking about I'd the I'd love Enneagram. to say it's because of us. I think so. It's because <laughs> of Honey Hush. <laughs> we can take full credit. But uh, it is. It, it People are talking about the Enneagram that, who are talking about what they are on the Enneagram. I'm like... The biggest you, thing that, that I've is not learned, your number. <laughs> please go check yourself. Yes, you did not answer uh, those questions properly. Right. But the m- biggest thing that I've learned about that is the unhealthy version mm-hmm. and how I would say over the last 10 years, had I known about the Enneagram and maybe learned oh, gosh. that respond over react a lot sooner or learning that unhealthy version of yourself on the Enneagram is probably the most valuable thing. It is that you could ever do for yourself if you were going to check out the Enneagram. And when you're answering those questions, answer them so truthfully. Don't answer them in response of what you have done in the past. Really, what was your gut feeling? Or who you want to be. Like, everybody wants to be a three. Come on. I mean, don't answer it like that. answer it (laughs) how you really feel. If you're talking about going to Thanksgiving dinner, you are more likely to take what? Don't answer what you actually took. What did you want to take? Absolutely. And nobody else knows that. So answer it true from your heart and you're going to get your right number and you're going to be able to learn so much about yourself and learning about the unhealthy version of yourself and how to get to that healthy version of that number is going to be really life changing for you. It's been amazing for me over the last several months. For sure. So girls, where are we, where are we going with this? Like what, what? We ain't going nowhere. (laughs) Well, I think I would love to go around and spell our social media handles. If there's someone who you feel like you connect with and you want to connect with us more and we're not all, you know, checking the actual Honey Hush account all the time. If you just want to connect with us, social media and specifically Instagram, I think is the best place to do that. So I think we can go around and spell our social media handles if you want to ask us any questions. If you think you are a really fun party style seven on the Enneagram message, Michelle, not me. If you think you're also a seven, but you love popcorn and your couch. And I was going to say your dog or your cat, but I don't like this. <laughs> your family. Uh, and you don't want to leave your house. You can message me. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Um, and Elizabeth is an eight and just an all around. Can we say badass on this podcast? We can, right? We just said it. Um, we just said it. So that is that is her number, just to summarize those. I know that if y'all have been listening to separate episodes, you might have missed all of that. So that's what we are. But we love, I have we have tons of friends who are all across the board on the Enneagram. So if that's a conversation that you would li- ever like to have, we're happy to do that and would love to do that. So I am at Lacey, L-A-C-Y underscore lately, L-A-T-E-L-Y. 
on Instagram. Michelle, you are? At T-E-H-A-N-C-R-E-W. T-E-H-A-N, as in Nancy, C-R-E-W. And I am at Elizabeth Cassano, E-L-I-Z-A-B-E-T-H. C-A-S-A-N-O. Who still has a Yahoo account and not a Gmail. Hey, you know, there's a, there's a lot to choose from email accounts wise. I've just realized there's some new, there's some new email, uh, servers that are coming up that are like blowing my mind. I'm like, I'll just stick to the Gmail to what I know. I know. I know. But we would love to connect with y'all. We are going to miss the recording and the content, but I think that, you know, we mission has been accomplished. Yeah. I think Mm -hmm. we have given a lot uh, this year. There's from, I think we've learned a lot together and I think we've shared a lot too. So we are really thankful that y'all have provided um, just an audience and ears for us. And we're so, so grateful for this opportunity to pour into you guys. And really like Michelle said earlier that y'all have given us such great feedback and had such great things to come back with us on social media or in our email inbox. We just appreciate all of that. And it wouldn't have been what it has been without that. So I think cheers from us, right? Cheers. Cheers with our coffee. (laughs) And we will see you in another podcast world, maybe one day or on the street in our small town or on social media. We'll see you somewhere. Bye. Okay, bye. Bye.